you better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Yellers, squirrely girls, and everybody in between. Welcome to another podcast of Squirrel Talk here on the Sonar Network. I am your host, Vicky Licks, and my co-host. Hello, it's me. I'm your co-host, Selena, and I'm here for recording. Click. I just hung up. Shit. No. (laughs) (laughs) This always happens. It always happens when Adele calls. I always hang up. Uh, she's on the other side. She's calling from the other side. <laughs> Call me from the other side. <laughs> hey, Selena, how are you doing today? This day of Tuesday. It's a brand new day, and I'm doing great. So brand much better than yesterday. It's a brand new day in the workroom. It's a brand new week. That's right. We it's a brand the, new show. We crossed the pond. That's right. We flew all the way. We took the Titanic over. You know, and... it's great when we get to fly to the UK and then fly back to the America. And, you know, COVID be damned. COVID be <laughs> damned. We wore our masks on the plane sometimes. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. These anti-maskers are just getting... I can't believe it's still happening. These anti Hey, you don't talk about Kelly Dodd like that. Oh, oh my gosh. Kelly Dodd. What a <laughs> problematic human. She sure is. Cancel that show. Get her off TV. I was watching the last episode of Real Housewives of Orange County, and I feel like Andy Cohen wants to cancel it, because these are all Republican women. They're all, like, not all of them, but they're all pretty much Republican, conservative. They said it on the show, even. Uh-huh. And people like Kelly Dodd are just, like, Trump supporters. Like, she's just so problematic. All they are the- all problematic characters. Also, the show is the most boring of all of them. I'm well, watching all the Real Housewives right now, and that is the one that's always a slug. It is. But Kelly Dog has... Kelly, Kelly Dog. <laughs> she is a dog. <laughs> she has been one of the more entertaining ones. I felt like when Kelly came on, like the whole series did a line of coke, which is what she does, so that makes sense. What season does she come on? Oh, I don't know. She's been on for like three or four now, at least. Maybe even five. Because I'm on season nine right now, and I'm hoping she comes on to ten. Yeah, when did Sh- you're you're there when Shannon came? Shannon, this is Shannon's first season right now. Yeah. Oh, so she's like three seasons after Shannon. Oh, so I gotta wait for her. Okay. Yeah, but the Shannon, Sh- I like Sh- early Shannon is fun. I like her too. She's like Vicky, but like a per- a person that I want to look at. Yeah, she is like a good a, a gooder version of Vicky. Yeah. <laughs> Although I miss my Vicky Gunvalson. Listen, I will never miss her. Vicky, oh my God. There are some moments. Even when, okay, so did you, I don't think that you watched the season, when she had her birthday party and everybody's talking and she walks into the room and nobody's paying attention to her. She's like, come on, guys, come on. No, I'm not there yet. Oh, but just like those little moments, they make me smile. Did you like the cameo I got you for your birthday? With Vicky Gumbelson. But it was really yeah. just a voiceover dub of her <laughs> doing somebody else. Oh, they'll see it. I'll post it on Squirrel Talk Podcast Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what the, you know people like Ramona Singer Vicky Gumbelson big conservative Republican woman I hate them I hate them as humans uh-huh. not, I don't hate them as humans but you know I don't agree with them but they're so entertaining to watch honestly. they are entertaining characters also by the way we haven't said it yet but happy birthday to you Vicky Licks oh we forgot about my birthday yeah. <laughs> I forgot about my birthday you know what I'm not a birthday gal I'm really not I don't care 
some people are crazy. They're like, it's my birthday month. I'm like, get over it. <laughs> well, you have to share your birthday almost with your dog. Well, I think we actually may have been born on the same day, but I was trying to split it up for us. To give you each your individual day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she needs her own day. She needs her own day. Yeah, she's a special person. Well, we're both uh, <laughs> That's right. We usually celebrate your birthday um, as a family at our viewing party. Well, this is what I do. I don't usually do birthday parties or anything, but I will use it as a way to like do a show. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Like, Come out to my show. Say hi. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Give me a buck and we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Pay me. Pay me for, for my birthday. <laughs> but I'm not a big birthday person, so I didn't do anything. I just, <laughs> surprise, surprise. I stayed home. I stayed home with my dog like every other day. Like we all did. Yeah. And it's, you're no longer 50. You're now 51. I'm 51. I've come into my own. I'm, I'm now <laughs> legal. I'm legal in all states. 51. I posted, I said that to someone and they're like, Vicky's 51? Don't, stop. People believe this. And so <laughs> it affects my livelihood. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Vicky's not 51. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm 52. Thank you. But <laughs> She's younger than also, Tanisha Iman. Let's talk about your birthday because you ha- we actually didn't get to talk about because we recorded this and it was, it was in a time off that you had a birthday, but you turned 40. I did turn 40 back in October. I that's a, a birthday. That's a monumental birthday. Okay. You know what? I was really disappointed to be celebrating during COVID because I also don't celebrate my birthday in, in my 30s. I kind of just stopped caring. Um, but like for 40, I was like, well, that's the year you want to do like a big party. So I was like really excited for it. And then COVID hit. You have to have a girl's trip on your 40th yeah. birthday. <laughs> that's what they do on the housewives. <laughs> I was going to take everyone to Morocco and ride some camels. Not um, in Morocco, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Yahabibi. Yahabibi. <laughs> I hate that Luann kept saying that because she kept, it was, it's the wrong intonations. It's even the it wrong is. meaning. It doesn't mean darling. It means baby. I just, <laughs> Luann. Yeah, Habibi. If she was actually Arabic, she would know it was Yahabibi. It's not Yahabibi. It's Yahabibi. There's a difference. I'll leave her alone. She's, you know, Luann doesn't know up and down. I know. Luann can't do any wrong to me. I won't be all uncool. <laughs> Tell me um, about my birthday. Oh, yeah. About my birthday. I ended up actually having an incredible birthday, um, even though I was disappointed to be alone for it. I had a friend, my friend Chelsea Larkin, shout out to Chelsea, great comedian, um, gathered up every person in my life, or almost, there's a few who were missing, but like a lot of people and had them each record a birthday greeting for me. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah. Yeah, you did it. Like Hillary did it. It was all very, they were all very meaningful. And, um, I am not a person who like gets emotional about people very often, but like, it was really wonderful watching 40 minutes of my friend saying happy birthday to me. It was really awesome. She wept. We made her wept. Yeah. I did. Wept, 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 (laughs) wept. Also, I was alone. So of course I was crying. Of course you were. Well, that's nice. I mean, that's special. I'm so happy that they asked everybody to do that because you deserve it, Selena, because you're special. And Thank I wish, you. I wish we could have had a girls' trip for your 40th. You know, that's the tough part of all this happening. Is like there's a lot of monumental things for people that are kind of just getting forgotten. And so, um, but you know, make the best of what we can. Yeah, we'll make the best of it. I'm listen. I'm 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 doing fine. I'm doing great. We're all doing all right. It was a great 40th birthday. I heard from everybody I wanted to hear from. So 
We're doing fine. You look younger than most people on Drag Race. And I haven't had fillers or Botox. Yet. No, not yet. <laughs> we'll see. But I am going to get you some breast implants for sure. No. You know, why do a B when you can do a C? <laughs> Listen, my breasts are coming in quite naturally right now. Ooh, tender to the touch. Mm-hmm. Speaking about breasts, let's talk about RuPaul's Drag Race season 13 and all the boobies we get to see, bubbies. Wait, are you saying this is not a Real Housewives podcast? <laughs> it's just, I watched last night the first season of Real Housewives of New Jersey for the first time. I never saw this season. <sighs> I, but I've seen all the clips from it, obviously, because they play it all throughout the season. It is iconic prostitution whore. I watched it all, but I felt bad for Danielle. I did. I felt bad for her season one as well. Season two, you do not feel bad for her. Yeah, I'm, I'm revving up for that one now, but yeah. But I didn't realize that Teresa had boobies done. Her boobies. Yeah, I didn't realize she had nothing before. Did you realize that she says ingredients instead of ingredients? Yeah, she does. She, I mean, if you think I can't speak English, Teresa, you guys can't even say her last name. She is the worst English speaker. She, we even posted her on the Squirrel Talk podcast Instagram for her bad English. That's right. Check it out. Squirrel Talk podcast on Instagram. All the good stuff is there. But let's talk RuPaul's Drag Race season 13 because we got a lot right. to get into. <laughs> Keep so, forgetting. Yeah, here we go. So we are getting into the first episode of the season. <laughs> <laughs> After four episodes, let's just say this off the top. What, how do we feel about that? Four episodes is when we start. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm forgiving of it because it gives the queens time, especially the queens who had to pull shit together during COVID. Like, but, I'm but okay with them audience, having- we're not into it. You've already said you're not invested. Like, you're already kind of checking out. I feel like it's damaged the series as a whole because we're checking out already. Yeah, I think we're I think we're going to have a moment where we check back in. Like, I think we're going to, once we dwindle it down a little bit, I think we'll all be okay again. There is a lot of people in that tight little room. Actually, it's, yeah. a, it's a pretty big room. And this is the first time that we're seeing all of them in the same room together. Right. And I was like, wow, okay, here we go. So here's the first six girls that are the winner's circle, as they like to call themselves. Six girls plus Elliot. Plus, plus Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> this is our plus one. Uh, Elliot wearing a very flat wig. And I don't know. <laughs> this wig is tragic. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they decide because they know the other six girls are coming in, the losing uh -huh. girls, B team as they call them. They decide to hide Elliot, who they all voted off the island. But she found a floaty device and floated over to the winner's island. And so they decide to hide her behind one of the, uh, you know, panels. To yeah, very gag. sneaky. Pull a gag. Little gag. It was uh, similar to what Vanjie tried to do when she walked in, but it had no stakes there. Here, there are high stakes. The stakes are on the barbecue. So here are <laughs> the girls that were eliminated, and they are back in the workroom looking at their eliminators. And uh, it's a little standoff moment. But there's definitely a tension of, like, we won, you didn't. Yeah, it's different from other seasons where they do this, because in other seasons, it's like, we were the first... We were like episode one and you're episode two. But this one's like, we legit beat you and sent you guys packing. Yeah. And so they feel better than that. <laughs> they really do. They, they really, really do. do. That's all they say. Uh, which, you know, that's going to come down real fast on them. So don't worry. 
And then they asked them about the, was there a 13th girl? And they were like, we, we had to vote somebody off. Her name was Elliot. <laughs> and we just voted her off because we didn't see anything interesting in her. Yeah, they're very like, why Why did you send her home? Why, what was it about her that you didn't like? Tell <laughs> crickets. There were some crickets. And they're like, that's why. Yeah, because they all felt the same way. And, and none of them wanted to say it, but also none of them... You know, she, it's kind of the way we are with um, Sister Sister. Just kind of forget about her. Yeah, we felt the same way as an audience. We're like, who? Yeah. And then the gag is Elliot is sitting behind the thing, hearing all this being said about her. And so she comes around the corner with that flat-ass fucking wig. And she uh-huh. confronts the girls. <laughs> and the girls are just like, wow, you, you, you're a part of the winner's circle and you didn't pump up your wig? <laughs> She looks like Elaine Lancaster's drag daughter. I just will never get over it. I only see Elaine Lancaster when I see her. She's giving. Do you know what I found out? Her so her actual drag name is Elliot Puckett. Elliot Puckett or Fuckett or something. It's like Elliot Fuckett. Oh, it's like, like P H or like P U uh, Puckett. So okay. They, I guess they couldn't put that in the show, so that's why they they came up with they, they just want they didn't want to just call her Elliot. Because that's, that's real boring. They came up with huh. Elliot with two T's. Weird. Isn't that such a weird casting thing? Isn't that weird? Yeah. I, they, I hate when they make them change their names. Like They did it with Jan. They did it with Britta. They did it with... Um, well, those are trademark names. Where those were actual licensed products. Yeah, but they also did it with Crystal from the UK. She was supposed to be Crystal Meth. Or Crystal, yeah, she was Crystal drugs. Meth. They can't bring drugs on the show. Same with Alaska Thunderfuck. Detox Icon. They can't have swear or slurs in their name. Oh, I didn't know Detox was that. Um, was icon. But this is like Elliot Fuckett. You can't say fuck it on TV. Internet. But Alaska was Alaska Thunderfuck. Was the no, she, was, she, was, she was Alaska. That's it. Just Alaska. She was an Alaska Thunderfuck? No, and then she changed her name after the show to Alaska 5000. Oh, so okay. It's a real, it's a real th- drag names are important. I'm telling you, that's why girls who like to put like, um, my name is um, Colossomy Bag or whatever. Like, it's just not. <laughs> you know, are you talking about Manolo Kalanick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to think about like what actually will sell as a brand for yourself too, as a drag artist. So it's important stuff, yeah. people. Drag names are important. Yeah, yeah, they are. You have to think about like what's what will sell when you go mainstream. That's right, Blueberry Moore. Let her be. Blueberry Moore would still be a great name. <laughs> Let us know what you think, Squirrel. Yeah, do you think... I'm going to put a poll up on the Squirrel Talk um, no, podcast. I'm going to say... And don't, and don't just be saying yes to make her feel good about herself. You be real. You got you to gotta be tough. You got to be tough on her. Yeah. Is Blueberry Moore a good drag name or not? Let us know when you hear this. It sound, it's very clearly Drew Barrymore. I don't know. It's not for me. But, you know but it's also blueberry. Come on. It's got a double meaning. Oh, I never even heard of that. What? <laughs> I'll kill you. All right, but you're not even on the show. So here we go. And Elliot is confronting them and Tamisha is setting her straight. Yeah, this is really interesting to me. And I'm going to tell you why this is interesting to me. is because Lala goes, I know Tamisha Iman from Atlanta. Which is a weird thing to say because in Tamisha's um, meet the queens. She says Lala is her daughter. So why doesn't? Why have we not talked about this yet? Like Lala's just saying she knows her from Atlanta. You're her. You're her daughter. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they really are as mother daughter as we have thought. 
Yeah, but like I rewatched that Meet the Queens to see if we misheard. She legit says, it, when I found out there's another girl here from Atlanta and it's my daughter, I was like, what are you talking about now? Yeah, who knows? We'll find out, I guess. But what, tell, tell me what happens with Tamisha and Elliot. Tamisha is a pit bull and Elliot is a chihuahua. Well, Tamisha says all the other girls are, pit, are chihuahuas and I'm a pit bull, so why would you pick on me? Because Tamisha's like, well, we sent you home, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, well, why didn't you volunteer? She's like, it, was just, it, just, it just came down to you. And she goes, well, why didn't you volunteer yourself? And she goes, because they did not pick me. They picked you. So get out of here, you dumb bitch. <laughs> As she's peering over her, the other side of her fence. <laughs> of her, yeah. her and looking at her messy neighbor, Elliot. <laughs> but they didn't yeah. pick me. Wilson. All right. So that is happening. And what else happens after that? That's it. They just get to see each other. Yeah. And then they come back in the next day. And then we're back in the next day. We have all 13 gals crowding around. And house. Tina asked the exact same question she did when she walked in on episode two, which is, who's single? This Tina is very thirsty, and Graham Norton is not around. Yeah, I feel like Tina has burned a lot of dicks. <laughs> yeah. She's not Tina Burner for no reason. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then they all start kicking over how hot they all are. Um and Candy's got a little thing for Joey, as we all do. We found out, like, who's single. And then Joey's like, I'm single and gay. And she runs over and tries, <laughs> tries, to, tries to eat Joey. Well, come yeah. pop it. I want to pop you in my mouth. <laughs> I am not mad at Candy about it. Yeah. Candy is so funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, everybody wants to fuck Joey. Poor Rose is standing there like, Hello. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to be the trade. <laughs> she did. I think she really, th- I mean, she is still trade. Let's not be confused on this. Yeah, but Joey's taking the attention. I think Rose thought she was going to be the hot one. She thought she was going to be the funny one. She thought she was going to be the musical one. And here we are. Oh my Everybody's outdoing her in every category. <laughs> Joey, Joey, Joey. She is like a jam. They're really the same family. <gasps> they sure are. All right. So what happens next? Here comes RuPaul. Here comes RuPaul. And she says, someone is finally going home today. Oh, thank fuck. My favorite is when she says that. They close up on Simone going, bye-bye, bye-bye, bye. She's just like, bye to everyone around her. See you later. Uh, She's so so fucking cute. I love Simone. I love her too. She's fucking hilarious. RuPaul mentions that we're doing the first challenge, and it is the RuPaul Mark channel. That's right, which I think is a very funny gag, making fun of the Hallmark um, Christmas movies. I'm, I have high hopes for this that are quickly dashed. So we're doing acting challenges right off the top. This is a bit strange. So, you know, I mean, I know we're on episode four, but again, it, it really is episode one because we're seeing all the girls do something for the first time, really. Mm-hmm. So it's weird that they're doing this as the first challenge overall. So it's not really because if you think of season 12. But I didn't like that either. Oh. That's what I'm saying. It's weird for me just because I don't like that. <laughs> well, see, I'm okay with it because we've already seen three, we've already seen so much runway and so many songs. I'm ready for an acting challenge now. I'm ready for a challenge. I don't know if I'm ready for this stuff, though. I don't know. I don't know. What would you like, design? Uh, like um, jumping from fiery hoops, perhaps? As a main challenge? <laughs> I want them to crack ribs like Charlie Hyde's in the cheerleading challenge. You're damn right. That was a great challenge. <laughs> The never-ending James Manfield uh, 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 somersault. Bring James back. Start a petition. I just might. 
<laughs> all right, so we're doing RuPaul Mark channel. Uh, what's your favorite holiday? This is what they're all doing different holidays. But what is your favorite holiday, Selena? It is Christmas. I love Christmas so much. Really? I never got Christmas from you. Are you kidding? Yeah. It's because I always leave for Christmas. Okay. But I love it. I love, I love it a Christmas. lot. I'm not like, I, what is, what's my favorite holiday? I like, you know, um, I like a barbecue holiday. Yeah, like we're having like a summer. Fourth of July? A summer beach party holiday. Like a, Fourth like of July? Maybe Labor Day. I like Labor Day. May 2 for a weekend? No, not May 2 for. But like a Labor Day. I like end of August, beginning of September. Okay. What about Canada Day? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what about Flag Day? Uh, do we have Flag Day? <laughs> Nobody has Flag Day. Fucking La La Ree was like, that's a real holiday. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> Although Queen Victoria Day is not bad. Right. It's not bad. It plays right. nicely in the calendar. Yeah. Uh, all right, so here we're going. They're, so they're giving out the holiday episodes, and they already predetermined who's up with who. Denali, Elliot, Kimora, and Olivia are doing Valentine's Misery Loves Company. Yes. We got Joey, got Make Candy, Tamisha, Tina doing April Fool's Rush In. Great name. Lala, Rose, Simone, Utica doing Flag Day, God Loves Flags. Even better name. That's actually very funny. I <laughs> <laughs> love that name. All right. So that is what they're doing. They're already in their groups. Yeah. Um, right away, Denali is like, I want a big role. I want to prove myself. Denali feels like she's got the energy of someone who walks in and thinks that she owns a place kind of thing. Like she feels like this is her show. She's an athlete. But she's an athlete, but this is like her point of view too as a drag artist. I like it a lot because she plays to win, right? Yeah. She, she doesn't play to be safe. She knows like as an athlete, you can't be safe or you don't place. But right. if you play to win, you either live, win big or you lose big, right? And this that's is true. Like, I say this all the time on the show. You got to play to win. And she's doing that and I appreciate it. Did she win? No. But I no. appreciate that she has that attitude towards herself. And I appreciate how much Kimora hates Elliot. She is just going in on how annoying Elliot's voice is. Elliot's and so fucking annoying. she's giving all the eye rolls. I'm here for it. She is like a housewife, like the most, she's like a housewife's um, daughter on the show, you know? Yeah, she's, she's like Brianna annoying, being like, uh one of the annoying kids on the show. <laughs> Oh, I can't stand it. So, but she's makes it. She makes interesting dynamics. I will say this. Yeah, true. I guess. So Paul I don't need it. And she comes to talk with all the girls, and they keep their distance. Paul has a full table length between them. <laughs> um, did you notice that she only talks to two of the groups and not three? I didn't. Did she? I think she talked to all three. No, I watched it a couple times over and over to double check and triple check, and she ignored one of the groups, or they didn't air one of the groups. Well, she obviously talked to them. They just didn't air it. Yeah. It was not as good as watching Utica and RuPaul laugh for two minutes. Yeah. That obviously took up the time of the other group. So she's talking with the group. So the first group, I guess, is like the Utica group uh, going over Flag Day and stuff. And RuPaul is just, oh my God, the Utica moment with RuPaul, she's so tickled. I would have been too. It was, she's very funny. Utica's trying to like be subtle and say like, have you smoked pot? I don't want to tell you, but like, you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't want to say, but like, yeah. Oh my God. It was very funny. It was very like under the table, like, yes, yes, yes. Yes. And the fact that she kept rolling with it and it 
never got too big. It was, she was brilliant at it. It was great. She was, it was very funny. And I, I, for me, it's always funny when RuPaul gets so tickled and she just <laughs> like, yeah, like attack laughing at somebody like, ha, 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 ha. She just like, throws her laugh at somebody. It's fun. It's jarring if you listen to her podcast and she breaks into laughter. It's too much, but um, yeah. But here, it's very funny. I also love that she as that she tried to go in on Ellie and was like, "So why did you guys vote her out?" Um, and Utica says it's because I give off a warm energy and she gives off a cold energy, and I really agree with that. I think it's true. Yes, I'm still getting to know Elliot. I feel like we haven't seen enough of her yet, even at this point, to really get her. Because um, and maybe that makes her a bit more of a dynamic character still. Like I still need to see a bit more. Or I don't know. And the thing is, I feel like this is who she is. Just I think this is what we're going to get from her. And like she's, there have been some clips come out from her outside of the show where she said things that were like, yes, a yes, little yes. bit racist, like microaggressions. Microaggressions call- is a good way to put it. Yeah, and she's been called out for it, and she's refusing to acknowledge it, and like refusing to like, you know what I mean, like, like acknowledge that there is a lot of people are offended. Privileged white queen in Elliot for sure. Yeah, yeah, and that just doesn't sit well with me. Like, I don't care what you do as long as you recognize why people are upset at you for it and atone for it, and she doesn't do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. it's also interesting to see that play out on TV too, you know, like to have that example play out in front of us. It's interesting yeah. to see it. Yeah. Um, so RuPaul is also talking with Tamisha about Cher and uh, not getting Cher from her. Does it surprise you that Tamisha doesn't know any Cher songs? No, I wouldn't. If, I, I don't know Cher either. I, like I know, I know Cher as well as Tamisha knows Cher. Like I enjoy Cher. I'm not like Cher obsessed though. I'm not like RuPaul. She's not like my goddess. I think if someone is lip syncing every night for 30 years, they're going to know at least one Cher song. Well, I think Tamisha likes to play into like who she is as an artist though. She likes to choose probably more black themed artists for herself, which is like great. That's what, you know, she wants to empower those artists. Well, yeah, she, she mentions like Patti LaBelle, Gladys Knight, Natalie Cole, but at the same time, it's not just about you, like you work with people. Like I'm sure she's worked with people who have done Cher. Yeah, but maybe she's, I do this a lot because there's a lot of people that like people like Ariana Grande, all these people. I don't give a shit. <laughs> do I know yeah. their songs? Yes. Am I going to do their songs? Probably not. Uh, I don't care enough about them. That's just not my point of view as an artist. And I feel like that way is the same way with Tamisha. Mm. But power to the people that like them. It's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> I like my Patti LaBelle's, my Gladys Knight's, my... <laughs> name five Patti LaBelle songs right now. Um... Um, Lady Marmalade. Mm-hmm. Um, working. Work, working. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Tamisha Amon of this podcast. All right. You know what's interesting to me is when Rose when they're rehearsing and Rose says that this is between her and Tina because they're the two actors of the group. I'm like, Rosé, you need to stop. Like, you don't know what everybody else's resume is. And also, you're, are you an actor? Well, let's get into the acting itself. Let's get there, okay? Let's go. Yeah. So we're getting into the rehearsal process. Let's be real quick about this. Anything standing on the rehearsals? Um, in the rehearsals? No. 
Aside from aside from Rose, no. So let's get right to the acting acting challenge in general. Mm-hmm. So here we go. We're on the runway. Who was our guest judges? Ross Matthews, who also directed this. Yes. Michelle Massage, RuPaul, yes. and Lonnie Love. I love a Lonnie Love. Yeah, I still don't know who Lonnie Love is. You don't know Lonnie Love? No. She's a comedian. Uh, so Ross and her actually did Chelsea. I was obsessed with Chelsea Handler's late night show. And oh, I've always hated Chelsea Handler. So is she a Chelsea Handler person? I'm a Chelsea Handler person too. But she was on Chelsea's roundtable all the time. That's why I don't know hers, because I had never watched that. Person. I loved the round tables. I always wanted to be on that. Aww, you should start your own. I will, I will, I will. But anyway, here's Lonnie Love, very funny. And we're getting into the RuPaul Mark Channel uh, acting challenge. Who's up first? Wait, are we going to skip over them talking at the makeup mirror? No, I guess we can talk about it. <laughs> I just want to talk about how, like, Gottmik and Tina helped Candy fix her dress because apparently she had to come up with something new on the fly because production said no to her gown. Right. Well, this has happened before in the past where some of them are, like, a little bit controversial. Like, for example, Manila Luzon in All-Star Season 4 had, like, a period tampon uh, she did, but that got nixed before she got there. Like, she had a completely different outfit that was oh, already made to wear. She did. I think she brought that with her. Because I'm pretty sure she, she used a backup, but that wasn't her original. She had that there. Oh, so she brought a backup with her? She, she had a backup that she made work for that challenge, whatever it was. I don't even know. Okay, okay. Um, but that, it happened, and that happened with uh, Vinegar Strokes. Andre Gustruke, she had the, the tube. Was her original first yes. runway, and then she ended up coming in the River Thames. <laughs> so they will pull things if they just can't work on a show for trademark reasons, right? And if they're like uh, like a tampon, which this one I, apparently, I, she, I, when I, she was, I, I also question. Sorry, I also questioned the Manila if that was because it looked too much like a tampon, like the actual product of a tampon, or if it was like a period itself. I think it was because it was the period. It could be a combination of yeah. Um, apparently Candy's was supposed to have a 120-foot train. That's a lot of train. That's a lot of train! I think That's... that would have been incredible. I wanted to see that runway because what she wore was not it. She probably canceled it because you couldn't even get... The, the runway's not even 120 feet long. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally still in the back and then she's tripping over it. Yeah. All right, well, here we go. So they're helping her out because they're gals. They're, they're the little shady queens together. Little shady queens, your little bud buds. What else happens um, in here? Well, Simone talks about how like she first did drag when she went to prom, and it's a really cute story. She's um she's a light for me. Like she's just like a person who radiates warmth and positivity, and like just like she's someone you want to be around. Yeah, yeah, I like her a lot. Yeah, and then the others find out that Tamisha is a te- was is a mom, like That's a gen- like. Or a dad. I have a biological three children, part two. Yeah, but what we learn here is that she's 49. Her kids are 35 and 33, which means she had those kids at 14 and 16. They start the conversation off as like, has anybody slept with a woman? <laughs> yeah. And they're all like, no. Joey J is like, I would never clutch your little pearls. <laughs> Joey asked the question. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying in my mind. <laughs> 
Uh, she's the gayest one there. And then Tamisha, of course, is like, well, I have three biological kids. They, I did it the old fashioned way, girls. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the fact that she had her kids, she had her kids real young, but she also- With two different moms. But she also was like, I didn't know what was gay back then. I mean, she's from a different time period. You know, she's an old school drag. It was a very different lifestyle for uh, that time period. 14 years old. Yeah. And I should be twins at 14. Kids were, listen, like boy, to prove yourself as a heterosexual male at a young age, you had sex early. And that's why there's a lot of teen pregnancies. You feel like you have to prove that I am a masculine male, especially if you're covering up the fact that you think you are gay. So yeah. this doesn't surprise me at all with Tamisha, at all. Cause I have, I'm from a small town. I love my small town. There were a lot of teen pregnancies that happened in that small town. Um, right. You know, I get it. It happens. Hello? Hi. Uh-oh. I'm just trying to picture being 14 and having twins and then doing it again two years later. <laughs> yeah, well, it's also just like maybe she didn't have the proper, uh, per, you know, protection, you know? <laughs> yeah. People didn't know. People didn't know. People didn't know. So here we are. She is. And she named herself after one of her daughters, Tamisha. <laughs> that's, that's, really, so that's, funny. A, that's such a weird thing it's crazy I it's love it. so I, weird. i'm loving tamisha everything about her is just so perfect <laughs> For, yeah. and then her about. daughter's like mom i'm tamisha <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. all right Good. So here we go now we're getting into the the show yeah let's get to the runway okay so we're getting into the acting challenge itself oh you want to do that before the runway yes Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, let's do it. Action challenge itself. <laughs> okay. So first up, Misery Loves Company. Yeah. Starring Denali, Olivia, Elliot, and Kamora. And so Denali is kind of playing, they're throwing a lot of already established characters and lines in these scripts for them. So yeah. she she has a lot of what's this character? What's it from? Uh, Joan? What's her? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Joan uh, Crawford, Mummy Dearest. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Mummy Dearest lines in there, so they're really throwing her a bone. With, like this is where the character's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Denali does a fine job. She's not bad. She gets her lines out and she gets the point across. She is stiff as hell. <laughs> I think she could be stiffer. I think there are people who were stiffer. I don't think she was the worst, but I think she was very stiff considering she wanted to be the, the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, I admire that she wanted to take that on. I don't think she had the tools to do it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think anybody really stood out in that one at all. I thought the best was Olivia. Yeah, Olivia was fine. I thought that's what I wrote. I said Olivia's fine. Everybody else, I just didn't care. They were so forgettable. Kimora played a tree, and I was like, okay, we're playing a Brock ally here. That's not a good move. Right. Don't, and, ever, play, don't, don't ever place anything with a trunk or a stalk. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> she was green screened in, and she wore her drag body for it. Um, <laughs> and she could not get the I was rooting for you. That she was could too say much, it. Though. I was like, Ross, let it go. So my issue with Ross's direction here is I don't know if if she never said or if he if he never said it or if they just never aired it. Was he never told her 
because she wasn't getting it. And he never explained not to emphasize the you. He just kept saying, do it like me, do it like me. And she wasn't hearing it. And he kept saying, emphasize rooting, but then she would emphasize rooting, but she would also emphasize you. And I never heard him say, drop the you, stop saying, stop emphasizing the you, throw it away. Like that's all he needed to do. And it never happened. Uh, what a damaging moment that was in the, in the, the history of drag race. It was for Kamora. <laughs> Can you imagine that's the reason she went off is just because she was like, I was rooting for you. <laughs> I was rooting for you. I was rooting for you. Um, again, I was rooting was, for you. That was you. a tire reference. They put a lot of references in of uh, like lines. And I also didn't like that necessarily because like they were looking for like, they were looking for them to do those lines. And the same thing with Tamisha when she was doing Cher. They were literally looking for them to just do the line that was already there. Yeah. And you know what else is not fair? Is not everybody gets those references. Obviously, Denali did get it. And, and they harped on Denali saying, what a dump. And not saying it exactly like Betty Davis. But when Michelle quotes Betty Davis and goes, what a dump. Um, that's not how Betty Davis say that. But Betty Davis said it like this. What a dump. Like it was so different than what Michelle wanted. So to say that you weren't doing Betty Davis, Michelle, you weren't doing Betty Davis. You don't even know what Betty Davis sounded like. So stop. You know what? But she had Betty Davis eyes, and that's all I care about. She actually did. Elliot is. Uh, Elliot was horrible, by the way. Like the way Elliot delivered all her lines, she chopped up the sentences. She missed a lot of. Ugh, she made me angry. Here's what I want to say: going back to like the giving this lines in a certain way, it doesn't give you a lot of space as an actor because it doesn't give you any creativity license. Really, you can have fun with it in a certain way, but it limits you more than a, an original line that you can play with and have fun with and make your yeah. own. Whereas yeah. if you're doing somebody else's like, what a dump. That, I mean, you can do that and make it funny, but it's not your own. You're stealing somebody else's thunder. So uh -huh. that's what, that always drives me crazy with these. I just wanted to throw that in there. Thank you. Okay, so that was the first group. I, I thought they were all terrible, but I thought Olivia was the best of the worst. I'll tell you who the worst one was. Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. So here we go. The tree transforms, and we get a sudden surprise from our favorite Canada's Drag Race judge, JBC. <laughs> they just had to slip him in there, which made me realize we're never getting rid of him as a judge because it's probably in like in the stipulation of them buying the franchise that Jeffrey Boyer Chapman has to be there because they keep pushing him on the series. They keep pushing him. Um, but he, this is what they push him to do is these Prince Charming roles. <laughs> He's not even... He was so awkward in his body. Like, you're such a beautiful man, but he holds himself like he just learned how to walk today. That might be a little harsh, but okay. That's how I feel. He's just a dumb baby, apparently. He's a, I never said dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the next group. Who's the next group? It is God Loves Flags Love with... Lala, Rose, Simone, and Utica. And we start with Simone, and she is giving me exactly what I needed in this. And she's the only person giving me everything I needed with this challenge. Leagues ahead of literally everybody else. Literally, no one could touch her. She is, if this is a race, she is like so far ahead of everybody yeah. else. Because <laughs> she got yeah. it. She she just got it. She added this was this is what I'm saying. She adds her own twist to it. Victory. Yes. She added her own twists, she, her own quirks to the character. She nailed it. Yes. 
Like, I don't even know what to say about it because it was so fucking good. Which is like this. I mean, that's what she did was so here, going back. She was good. She was really good. But that should be the baseline for all the girls. They should all be at the level of Simona's at with this. I <laughs> feel. And so I get upset when nobody else is at that level with her. I was like, what's going on here? Why is Simone the only person at that level? This is drag yeah. race. It's the Olympics of drag. Come on. Uh-huh. At uh-huh. least showed up to play. She's a gold medalist. Yes. And then the rest of them. So who was else? So, so we have uh, Rosé is playing a little gnome, Nomi. What do we think of yeah. her, her, her role as Robin Williams? I think she sucks. I think... <laughs> I think she thinks she's so much better than... She, okay, there are certain people who, like, you could give two people the exact same joke and one person will make it funny and the other one won't, but they think they're making it funny. And Rosé's in the latter category. Like, she just doesn't have a comedic bone and she sells herself as... She tells us she's a comedy queen, but I haven't seen her do one thing that's made me laugh this entire time. No, not absolutely not. I'm sure she's very funny in a show... I'm sure she's good on a microphone, you know, but uh, in terms of like acting and like saying that you're Jim Carrey, I mean, when you say those things, like that's sorry, like there's no way. <laughs> yeah, this, you cannot compare yourself to those people. I, and I, I could see her trying to give Jim Carrey, like I could see her making a face that she thought was like the mask. Yeah. And I thought she was, I thought she did fine. I didn't think she was terrible. I thought she was adequate. It's a better way to put it. I thought she was adequate. Yes, that's uh, perfect. But I, yeah, again, I not, I didn't get like what she was saying earlier on the episode of Tina and I are going to win this. I was like, girl, you are nowhere near it. Nowhere near. And then who else was there? So El, so here comes Lala and Utica. <laughs> and both are pretty awkward. Lala is real bad, though. She and looks I, more like Jennifer Coolidge than oh she ever has. God, I sw- I'm telling you, like, you are so leaning hard into Jennifer Coolidge. And you could have played Jennifer Coolidge for this. That Wouldn't that yes. be so funny? That's the problem is she didn't give any characterization. It was she, so it was so stiff. Oh. She just said her lines with absolutely nothing behind it. And it was really bad. And she looked terrible too. Like, what was that dress they gave her? <laughs> A flag. <laughs> I know, but it was like the worst type of dress they could have found. Um, I mean, Utica was just being ooky spooky, crooky Utica, but it was just like it was just a jamble of mess for me too. You know what? I thought she was fine. I think the role was really shitty. Like, it was just like, it was like three lines and like, it just didn't give me, there wasn't enough there to play with. But I think she did a good job. I got Utica, so I didn't get anything else out of her. I just got Utica, which I enjoy. But again, I want to see what else she can do outside Utica, you know? I got Utica as an old lady hippie. Well, that's, I get that from Utica every single day in the workroom. <laughs> <laughs> so that ain't nothing new. All right, who's the group after this? It is... Uh, April Fools rush in and it's got Mick, Joey, Candy, Tamisha, Tina. Have you seen so, both those movies? You know what? I haven't, and I'm not a rom com kind of gal. Mm. April uh, Fools is a is a great horror movie, and Fools Rush In is a great Selma Hayek movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't care for either of those. Uh, <laughs> but Gothic is the main character in this. What do you think of Got? I think Gott did a fine job. I think Gott did all right. Um, you know what? Wasn't spe- I, she, she, remi- they reminded, she reminded me of one of the weaker girls from a previous season in an acting challenge. A girl that would mm. normally be in the bottom. Yeah. Doing what Gott Mick did. Because this was such a weird ramble of people and such a mess for me. Yeah. They got by as safe. Right. 
Yeah, agreed. I think like she was fine. It wasn't offensive. It was uh, she got the job done, but wasn't necessarily funny. She got done. The person who was funny was Tina. She nailed it for me. I wanted her to be in the top. I think she she really got the Joan Crawford characterization. I was down with her. I did. I did. But I also got this Latrice Royale affectation from her. Where she was well, really- she does. She kind of speaks with a black scent. Yeah, but I was. Tra- I, I could tell she was trying to make a moment. You know? I could tell yeah. she, she was trying to pull Latrice Real, get those nuts out of my face. I could tell yeah. she had that in her mind, but it, it didn't happen. But it I, was a very funny line when she said, is the plot of this movie perfectly clear to you? <laughs> yeah. I thought she, I, again, I thought she did fine. <laughs> yeah. I thought, again, that should be a base level where everybody should be at. And right. thinking back to last year's acting challenge, the doctor thing, what was that called? Um, Gaze Anatomy. Gaze Anatomy. I thought they all did a really good job. Yeah, they even, were stronger last year. Even Aiden Zane and all of them. I thought they did a really good job. Mm-hmm. And this, they're, they're not even up to Aiden Zane level of boo. The script is a lot worse this year, too. This could be true. Then who else is in that scene? Joey is very forgettable. Uh, and forgettable, but like also... What's that? You're not playing to camera. Not playing to the camera. That was a big problem. But I think Joey looked good and Joey had a character. So like, I was happy about that. Like he was playing a character. Like he, he actually found a characterization. Sure. And then Tina, I was oh, sorry, Tina's Tamisha. already gone. Tamisha is sitting in the sheer fortune teller booth. We saw this happen in the rehearsals where it's the, uh, what was the line she had to do? Um, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny watching her do this a thousand times and just like her them really trying to push her and she was yeah. like what the fuck do you want from me <laughs> <laughs> how many times can you make whoa funny <laughs> oh, but you know what she did she did she got there I was very happy because I was worried about it but she did a good job for me yeah she did fine again she did fine for me I you know it was stiff but I we, we got there I felt and then here comes Candy giving us, okay, I guess this is the Robin Williams we were waiting for in Patch Adams. <laughs> you know, we were waiting for this, this great acting moment. Here comes Candy Muse. <laughs> yeah. So what did you feel about this? I was okay with it. Uh, I mean, she was just being Candy, but she did comedy. I laughed. It was, she did, it was just funny. I felt it was kind of, I don't want to say insulting, because I don't feel like it was insulting. It just felt like she, I don't know. It was just like she was trying to be so stupid. And I, I get that that was like the, the scene, I suppose. But it was just like, I don't know. For me, I was not connecting with her stupidity on this. And I love stupidity. Mm. It was just kind of like so far, she was just trying to be so dumb that it was obnoxious almost to me. So I find this season has a lot of people who think there's something they're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, she looked like Ronald McDonald's third wife, and like... But that's that's Tina Burner's gig. I know, that's why I'm, I'm getting very confused. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't like Candy. I'm going to say this. I didn't like Candy. Um, I thought she did fine, considering all things considered, but I was just like, in any other season, I think she might have been in the bottom for this. Right. And that's, it's such a weird thing to compare this to other seasons in that way. Well, I'll tell you who is in the bottom. Our sponsor. They're in the top. What are you talking about? 
let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. We are going to take a break for our sponsor and come back with the runway of RuPaul's Drag Race season 13. Alrighty, here we go. We are back from that break, and uh, I just had to uh, have a little bit more protein. Mmm, what'd you eat? I'm in my bulking season, so I'm just constantly eating nonstop. Six meals a day. Ah, yes. I thought I heard the neighborhood rumbling. That was me. It's not an earthquake, honey. <laughs> uh, I'm, on, I'm on protein shake number two. Two of three. Mmm, wow, that's too many. But I haven't had my chicken smoothie yet, so brace for that. Did you say chicken smoothie? Yeah, I have chicken smoothies. You're like the girl in camp who has to uh, eat, uh, she had her jaw wired shut, so she has to have everything through a milkshake. Yeah, I'm just like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first up down the runway is Denali. What's the, what the, what's the runway theme? It's trains for days. Oh, that's right. Trains, trains, trains. So the first up, Ali Fox, she is giving us some tropical birds of paradise feathers everywhere. Yeah, her outfit is inspired by um, a Quetzalcoatl. I don't know how to say it, but it is a um, Aztec serpent demigod or something like that, like serpent bird type of thing. Yeah, she's playing into her Mexican heritage, right? Yeah. Uh, so she's playing this tropical bird. She's got ostrich feathers coming into this beautiful long train. All kinds of feathers, a big colored pompadour. This is a nut. This is incredible. This is one of my favorite looks I've seen so far. It's I'm one of the best looks I think I've ever seen on this show. It is fantastic. Really impressed by her. She's a young girl, but she goes uh -huh. far. She will take it far and she will fail and that's fine. If you, uh -huh. you got to go far. And this is not a fail by any means. This no. is a hard nut. This is a real hard nut. This is a, this is a, um, um, what's that? What's a tropical nut? Uh, coconut. We already did coconut. This is like a. Uh, almond? Not, <laughs> almond is not tropical. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I am cuckoo for this coconut. Yes. It is head to toe, makeup included, accessories. Like she just fucking nailed it. It's gorgeous. Here comes Olivia Lux with her train, giving us some Mozart, some Beethoven, some. A little Baroque period musician. If it's broke, please fix it. And she's got a little harp because <laughs> she's a magician. Magician? Magician. A magician. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you knew how to t take her waist in a little bit more. That would be a nice magician trick. But I do like this look on her. Yeah, she looks gorgeous. It's just a um, I, The a train isn't thing. giving me enough train, but. It's a train. It's a train. It's a train for like not all the days, but there's a couple days. Yeah, but when the category is trains, I want seven days a week. Sure, sure, sure. I'm going to give it a nut. It's a nut. Yeah, it's a, a Baruch nut. Here comes Elliot with two T's giving us a big uh, tool train with, it's tool train time with Ellie with two T's. <laughs> got a, a body suit. Does anyone know what time it is? Tool train. <laughs> uh, 
and she's wearing Glenn Close wig. Glenn Close is very popular in 2021. I'm telling you. Glenn Close Glenn is Glenn very Glenn. angry because this wig is not Glenn Close. I mean, any wig that is basically a short, <laughs> gray, whitish pompadour is a Glenn Close wig, apparently. To say this is Glenn Close meets Meryl Streep, like, what are you even talking about? It's just a blonde wig. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm not mad at, but, about that. I'm mad at this look, though. I don't like this look. This look is a cut. Yeah, I'm mad about the fact that this train is just, a, it's just buckled in by a belt. Like, are this you is... waiting to be in the bottom and take this off for a reveal so that you can be able to dance in your lace bodysuit? Like, what are you doing? Listen, I have a tool skirt like this. It's not a train skirt. It's a skirt skirt. So I love tool like this. But this yeah. looks like this is like an actual, like, uh, like, a, like the, she just killed the mascot to a loofah company. You know what I mean? Like, it looks like a loofah. Yeah. She just found two pieces that were both white and put them together. Yeah. Well, I mean, what is she going to do? She's a white queen, you know? Hey. All right. I'm going to give this a cut. Oh, it is a hard cut for me. Hard cut. Hard cut. All right. Here mm -hmm. comes Kamora Hall. Kamora <sighs> is giving us uh, it's, ooh, she's giving us drag on, honey. Mm-hmm. Scaly train. She's got nice. Uh, what is her? What is her uh, Asian background? I don't know. Yeah, this is definitely like playing into that, though. This is like a cultural moment for her mm -hmm. uh, with the dragon and the, the way the beating is and everything. Yeah. It like Thai to me. I'm gonna, I might say this is Thai. Oh, look it up. Yeah. Um, but I, I love this on her. I think the wig looks great. The, the gown looks gorgeous. These two dragon shoulder pieces are what really add to it to make it drag. Vietnamese. Vietnamese. That makes sense for this, for sure. Uh, mm -hmm. I love it. This is a this is a total nut. It is incredible. It is so beautiful. She looks so stunning. I love that she took train and made it into a dragon's tail, and the beading work on it, like all of it, the dragon heads. It's incredible. She looks gorgeous. This is gorgeous. It really is. I'm so happy she was able to do this runway. Yeah, me too. Here comes Simone, giving me one of my favorite runways I've ever seen. She's mm -hmm. giving us a do rag train mm -hmm. and this is just first of all amazing because a this is such a concept yeah and i love when queens go on and they come with original concepts that we've never seen or thought of and so many people just do something else that somebody else has done right yeah uh, like let's say like veronica green doing terry mugler's idea that's something that's been done i do appreciate it. i loved it but this is an original concept that blows my mind and just shows the artist that Simone is head and shoulders. I don't want to disappoint you, but there is a reference here. What, to who? Um, there is someone, I don't know who it was, but I saw someone post on Twitter, two side-by-sides of, um, I think it's a rapper who had a do-rag train. Well, there you I go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take it all back. I hate it. Goodbye, Simone. <laughs> But I have never seen this before, which is the same reaction that people had with Veronica Green, right? So I haven't seen this before. And for me, this was such a moment of like, I love this. Oh, no, it's fantastic. And she sold it on the runway like she always does. Yeah, she's wearing a jumpsuit, which is different because everybody else is in gowns. And she sold mm -hmm. it as a do-rag train. And it's such a moment for like, that's such a Black cultural moment. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I love this. She, she killed it. I love her. She does everything right. This is a nut, 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 nut. 
Mm-hmm. I nutted as well. After this comes La Larie. Give me a some more, some more Mortal Kombat reptile. Yes. A, a snakeskin reptile a mask with no wig and this uh, little headpiece. And then she's got the boots to go with it, the long train. It's not as long a train. No, but what is great here is that it's a train reveal. So it's a double train reveal. So she takes off the top piece and then uh, there's like a, a double, like a snake's tongue tail at the back. Yeah. I'm feeling this. I really like this from her. I give this a nut. Yeah, I don't like love it, but I think it's good. Yeah, it's not like it's not like conceptually blowing my mind, but I think it's a conceived piece, and I think she looks really gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's a nut. I'll nut it. I don't. You know what I don't love is snakeskin. I actually, and I think it's because one of my very first outfits in drag was an AliExpress snakeskin bodysuit. Well, that's and your I just fault associated. You bought a shitty snakeskin suit. That's your fault. No, but it's just what I associate snakeskin. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, is that bodysuit? This is faux. This is fabric. It's not even snakeskin. So everybody calm down if you're afraid of snakes. There's too many <laughs> goddamn snakes on this goddamn train. It's funny. Here comes Utica also giving us funny with Carol Burnett. Yes, her uh, her Gone with the Wind reference. She's wearing the full uh, the, the the full curtain rod, the hair. Uh, this is, it's surprising for me just because she is such a conceptual person. So it's surprising that she went so like um, referential with Carol Burnett in this, you know? Yeah. It's surprising. But me also she kind of looks like Carol Burnett. Oh, absolutely. And I get that as like one of her icons. So I get it. And it shows me versatility, right? So I like yeah. that diversity in her where she's not just this always conceptual. She also plays with the campiness of a character. Uh-huh. So I like yeah. that. Yeah, I like it. It's a nut. A nut, yeah. After her comes Rosé. What do you think of this? She's wearing a blue power suit from the 80s. She's giving us a mullet a white wig with some blue tulle coming off the back. Mm-hmm. I like the suit. I like the hair. I hate the tulle. They don't go together. It looks just like her plastic outfit last week. Um, it's that jam thing where she throws too much in. <laughs> yeah. I don't hate this though. I get it and I don't hate it. I will say uh, something doesn't work with it for me. It's the entire tool train part. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. It. I mean, there's a lot of tool train. It was a moment a couple of years ago, so I feel like it's already passed. But it's um, the way it attaches to the suit. Like they just don't go together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then I wish she, her mullet wig, I wish that was much longer. She said it was like, it's going to my back. It's a girl that's hitting your shoulders. I wish it was long. And if yeah. that, that would have been a moment. She says, my mullet has its own train. And my mohawk has its own train. And then she turns around, and there's no train there on the it's mullet. A caboose. You just got a caboose. Yeah, calm down. Where's the steam engine, honey? And this is not a huge, you know, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a nut. It's a very I'm actually going to... Mm, go ahead. No, it's just a very, very safe nut. It's a very safe nut. No, I cut it. You're going to cut it? I think the styling of it is terrible. Just like you cut the back of that mullet. <laughs> With my scissors. You. Here comes Scott Mix. They are giving us chiffon. And they brought their own leaf blower. Which is bedazzled. That's cute. 
I love a bedazzled leaf blower. And she is selling the colors of the trans flag, which I really do appreciate. Oh, yes, that's true. Yeah, it's the pink and blue. I love that. And then yeah. she's got lots of jewels. They've got the different colored eye makeup that makes me dizzy. But uh-huh. uh, there's enough happening here with the chiffon that I enjoy. So it's not, for me, it's not like giving me crazy train. <laughs> it's not giving me train at all. I think it's a beautiful outfit. I don't think it's a train. I don't see, I don't see how it fits into the theme. It's tra- any fabric that drapes behind you and as long as a train. So it does, it does. Does it drape though? It feels like wings. It's like she was wearing wings. It's hitting the floor. So it's draping. Meh. I'm going to give it a nut. I'm going to give it a nut. I do enjoy it. I'm going to give it a cut. I'm giving it a, fl- a freshly blown nut. I'm going to blow it onto the sidewalk. Great. Here comes Tita Bircher. Oh, as a train conductor, she is Thomas the Thomas the train engine. Is that a TV show? It sure is. <laughs> she looks like him, and she's got the little hat. <laughs> uh huh. She is taking camp drag to another level, which I I do love. I do appreciate that, but I don't like the fabric she's using. This it looks really hokey pokey. I hate 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 the colors i need her to stop with the red and the orange and the yellow and and don't put that into blue like it's just like <laughs> I, she's just the tackiest you know what it looks like it looks like a kids tv show like a walk-on for pv's yes it looks like a walk-on character from um, 1974 yeah like polka dot polka dot door who's coming through oh no tina burner not tina burner again <laughs> i miss her again <laughs> i like where she was trying to go with this but I'm going to give this a cut because, again, I just, I don't like the styling of it. It's ugly. I'm going to give it a cut as well. I do appreciate the camp factor. And actually, I was thinking, like, when it started, I was like, what would I do for train? I would do a train. Like, I would come in with a Thomas the Tank engine, face on the front, and then I would have a full train on my train. Like, it would just be a long railroad of a train. And, and they, would, they would cancel you because that's trademarked. I know. <laughs> and then I would have a candy muse moment. But um, but you I know, just hate you know that she you did it. Do? You should be like totally naked, but just have long hair coming off of your body from your armpits, your pubes, and just have that flowing behind you. Well, then I wouldn't be wearing a costume. No, you Because that's how I always look. Um, but be your OnlyFans, which I'm paying for. <laughs> that's right. Oh, no, don't subscribe. <laughs> Um, but no, Tina, I like, I, I like what she decided to do, but I don't like how she executed it. I think it's ugly. It's a cut. It's a cut. Cut it. The train is off the rails. Here comes Joey J. Joey J. Oh my goodness. So she's giving us Cyclops. She is giving us her top ponytail. Which everybody's been doing for the leather, last two years. Leather Morpheus uh, Matrix. Oh, baggy, baggy, baggy. Thigh mm-hmm. highs that are falling off of her. And then she turns mm-hmm. around and there's a giant tongue with a tongue piercing. So here's what. I like the tongue. <laughs> Same. I like the tongue. I thought that was really clever. Everything Same. other than this tongue is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Uh Greed, and the, the I, way this this cap is fitting on her, it doesn't fit her properly. No, I mean she's not wearing her boy hair. We can say that. 
Yeah, actually, it was. I was really impressed this week that she wore two wigs. It was I great. Would, I would actually think a boy hair would look really cute with this. I know the one time she should do a boy hair, she doesn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just I like the concept of the tongue being the train, but I hate everything else. Like she could have done literally anything else. The the front didn't make any sense. It was like that Anastasia no. moment where like the front and the back don't make any sense. Right. I thought this was a bottom look. Um, I didn't like it at all. I thought cut. Yep, absolutely. I'm, like, I'm cutting her tongue. Stay Cut kids. it off. Stay kids, Joey. Keep that tongue. We might need that in the bedroom. No, we're going to need it. Mm. Um, um, we're we're going to need that tongue. Thank you. <laughs> Here comes Candy Muse. She's giving us her day-to-night look. She, she has a lot of vampy red. Do you think she deconstructed that look to make this? I No, I think she had a separate look. <laughs> I think her whole collection is that. Well, this is a backup. Remember, she had to make this on the spot. Uh, I, she didn't make it on the spot. They said her train fell apart, so she had to add a train. No, she said something happened with the other outfit, so I have to wear this. Well, she had the look. She just added the train to this look, though. So All she, right. didn't, she didn't make the look on the spot. Well, she adjusted something on the spot. <laughs> I'm going to give this look... Um, you know, it's not a terrible look, but I, I feel It like isn't? No, I, I've seen worse. Th- Joyce Jays is way worse than this. Yeah, but this is still really bad. I'm not saying I'm not finished. Okay. It's not a bad look, but it's not a great look. So I'm going to say it's a bad look. <laughs> it is a bad look. I'm going to cut it. With the corset? I don't know. It's just terrible. It's a hard cut for me. It's a hard cut. You're right. You're right. It's a hard cut. Okay, here comes. There's more. There comes Tamisha. Last one. Tamisha hey. is giving us hot pink. Bodysuit, uh, see-through-y uh, mesh train with some ruffles on it, too. She's giving us her classic little pageanty wig. What do you think of this? I think it reminds me of what she showed us in her first episode where walking the runway. Um, it's boring to me. It's not exciting. And I like the way she's working the train. Like, she's working it very well. But I'm just, I'm just I need more. Yeah, it's not exciting for me. Again, it's just like you literally just sewed a train onto this bodysuit. Um, yeah. Which is what a bunch of them did. And for me, that's just like not thinking outside the box at all. Right. So I'm going to give this a cut. But I'm going to say that I like the color on her. I like how, how skin tight it is on her. So there's parts of it I do like. It is a nice outfit. It's just for this she challenge, I'm just kind of like, meh. She didn't take it far enough. Right. Cut, 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 cut. Cut, 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 cut. And that is that. So, we are finding out who the tops and bottoms are, correct? We are. The tops are Simone. Wait. I wrote down who I thought should have been the top, which was Simone, Tina, and Olivia. But the tops were actually Simone, Rosé, and Candy. I agree with your tops, actually. I thought they should have been the tops. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and then the bottoms are Denali, Kimora, and Lala. Uh, Kimora, Lala, I would say yes, but for me, Denali wasn't a bottom bottom. No, it should have been Elliot. Uh, yeah, there's. I mean, there was. It could have been a crapshoot. <laughs> but also, it could have been. Thought, I thought her runway was so good that that should have saved her as well. A hundred percent. You should not be in the bottom with that runway. No, so that was confusing for me. But uh, so yeah, so we get to the untucked. Anything important happened there? 
uh, Candy tells Elliot she should have been in the bottom and that she sucks. <laughs> Which I agree with. She's telling the truth. Um, sure. Yeah. And then also, um, before the bottoms and the tops come into the into the untucked, um, Tina and Gottmik are talking about how they thought um, Kimora did bad in the challenge. And then Tamisha's like, oh, you did? You thought that? And they're like, well, yeah. <laughs> and she just kind of like is like they're like why what do you have to say and she goes nothing I'm just listening I'm just taking it all in and listening before I speak and they're all like well you're allowed to like have an like why don't you talk we want to get to know you um so there's a weird little moment where Tamisha's I like getting... that Tamisha is trying to feel things out a bit because this is she's so used to being in her own elements of pageants and her own shows and things so this is really taking Tamisha out of her elements she seems like she doesn't like to talk shit about people on camera. Like, that's what it feels like. I don't think so. I think she doesn't have a problem with that. <laughs> I don't think we're going to have an issue with Tamisha saying that. I think she's feeling things out is the sense I get. Yeah. She says, um, she's like, I got to check myself before I can check anybody else. She's like, not going to give an opinion on anybody. Until she feels confident with who she, with what she's presenting, I guess I don't know. Also, I feel like they're all on the same page of like I have no idea how everybody did. So they were all like, we all seemed like we were bad, <laughs> but they didn't think they were bad. They just didn't think anybody stood out necessarily. Yeah, but I'm like I'm I really liked Gottmik's reaction to Tamisha saying that because like I would have been very scared. I'd been like, oh my god, Tamisha's like judging me for talking shit about Kamora. But then Gomic was like, well, what do you think? And like, we want to hear from you. Like, I don't want you to just sit there and listen to me. I want you to engage in conversation. Well, Tamisha is tired. She's had three kids. Her pussy is tired. <laughs> Let her sit down and not talk. Yeah, poor thing. So we're out of Untucked. That's, that's Untucked for me. Great. Simone is feeling very good. <laughs> As she should. She is like clear. She got the best reviews in the runway. She's already mm-hmm. lip sync. She's won five thousand dollars. She is just so far ahead. She is. If she doesn't win this whole thing, I'll be very upset. Well, I I would love for there to be a gag. I would love for our gag to happen. You know, I love when it's not a clear front runner. You know, so I would yeah. love for something to happen. But I really appreciate that she's doing so strongly, so off the top. So and, and guess what? Guess what? Spoiler alert: she wins. She wins. And she needed to. She was incredible. Nobody else could touch her. It was not, not with that contest. runway. And not what's that? It was a KO. It was no contest. Correct. I don't know how Rose ended up in the top with that performance in that outfit, and I don't know how Candy ended up in the top with that performance in that outfit. Yeah, the decisions were decisions twenty twenty. You know what I'm saying? Choices twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we get to the bottoms are going to be Denali and Kamora. And they are lip syncing one of my favorite songs. I would. I would have put. I would have put Lala to lip sync instead of Denali. Like I just don't understand. But you know what? She's not there as Denali, and we got a great performance. Let's talk about it. They are doing 100% Pure Love by Crystal Waters. I'm obsessed with the song. I think it's one of my favorites. It's a classic. And Crystal Waters, by the way, is a huge drag supporter. all through her early career, continuing now. Like, she's just so great. I love Crystal Waters. Mm-hmm. So let's get into this lip sync. What did you think? Denali destroyed it. I they showed song. eight minutes of that song. <laughs> like They let the entire thing play so that we could watch Denali in action. I love in the Untucked 2, Denali was talking with um, her 
uh, who? Rose, I think. But she was like, I'm going to give my all. I'm going to give, it's like, it's a winning performance. And I needed to hear that because I need people to hear watching the show, like you need to play to win. You, yeah. And if you are lip syncing, you need to do everything you're doing in a lip sync. Don't save anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said that. She's like, I was going to say my bag of tricks, but I'm going to bring it all out right now. And guess what? I'm sure she has more bags of tricks, but she got everything out on that runway and she delivered in that song. She tore off her train. She was uh-huh. giving me like this parrot walk. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Full, full blown Iago from Aladdin. I loved it. Yes. <laughs> I'm melting <Iago>. here. <laughs> A little Gilbert Godfrey moment. Yeah. Um, Poor Kimura could not move in that outfit, but at the same time, I don't think she would have been able to outsell Denali anyway. <laughs> she was giving me Pac-Man just like slithering along the stage slowly, <laughs> going to the other side of the stage slowly. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was really funny to watch Kimura just like slither. And then like Denali is literally doing all these dips and like duck walks just around her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so great. But you know what? Yeah, God bless. Denali murdered. That was one of the greatest lip syncs. Yeah, one of the greatest of all time. It was fucking fantastic. And that's what you got to do, kids. You need to play to win like Denali. And she's playing to win not only on the show, but outside of the show right now. Like every time she's done three lip syncs in four episodes. And for each one, she's released a full music video. One of them, she's on ice skates, just giving you fucking everything that that Surya Bonali could. And uh, for the last one, she made it all about Chicago. Did you see the video? Not yet. So she released a video for 100% Pure Love with her and Kimora and all their Chicago sisters and like, and brothers. Like it's, it's full representation of like trans performers, people of color, alternative performers. Like it's just such a fantastic fucking video. I and a lot of Chicago drag race girls are on it too. And a lot of local girls. It's really awesome. I love Chicago drag. It's one of my favorites. They're really like, they really are a special type of drag. Yeah, and they really have and, and I will say that, like, to play when you're playing safe, when we've said this about other girls who play safe, and then they complain about it. But for Denali to lose big, she won big because she got to go out and lip sync and show something else off. Yeah, you know I mean? take those chances, something else will pan out. Mm-hmm. These videos are really well produced. Go watch them on her Instagram. There you go. Full stop. Mm-hmm. All right, and that is it. So Denali stays. We got, and after four episodes, Kamora is the first person to go. <laughs> and she will go down in history as the longest pork chop that ever existed. That's right. That pork chop is off the barbecue. It's so long. Oh, at least I hope this is the longest pork chop that ever existed. I swear to God. I know we can't have, we can't go through this again. No, please. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> oh my God. All right, Kamora, you know, you took forever. You were, uh, yeah, you know, I was rooting for you. But (laughs) (laughs) I bet you, I bet you we're going to get a fucking tree in the audience. She's going to be in every scene now. I hope so. Did you see the video that she put out? No, I don't see any of these videos. Oh my God, Kamora has a video where it's it's lit. It's just it's them lip syncing to Ty. Well, not even them. It's her lip syncing to Ty, uh, to that that moment with Tyra and Tiffany, and RuPaul is Tyra, but it's like an animated RuPaul, but she's actually playing the tree. It's so funny. <laughs> I'll post it on our Instagram. Perfect. Check out our Instagram Squirrel Talk Podcast for all those tidbits. 
All right, this was this week's episode. We'll be back next week for another episode, and we're moving the season along finally. The train is back on the tracks. And apparently it's going to be a design challenge. It's probably going to be three runways of each of them, so we are going to lose our minds. (laughs) We are going to have two very long episodes next week. (laughs) If we do them, I may be quitting. Stay tuned. All right, well, then it'll just be me talking to the ether. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> all right, Skrulls, thanks for listening. Remember to rate, share, or subscribe, all the good things. Check out the Sonar Network. Uh, also, you can check out my latest podcast with Aaron Pym on the Bed Coast. Bed, the Bed Post, not the, not, the, not the Coat Hook, the Bed Post Uh-oh. podcast. And I talk all things sexy with her, so check out her podcast. And we will see you next week. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, bye, squirrel. (laughs) Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.